morning, everyone. We are in the midst of a new series. We have a new theme for the year. Our theme is The Courage to Imagine. And so we began a couple of weeks ago with the first in our series, which was The Courage to Be Empty. And that idea is um, what in Buddhism might be called coming with beginner's mind, right? Coming emptied of everything that you think you know, all of your beliefs, all of your habits, all of your ideas, and coming to this moment brand new with a, with a willingness to learn something new, to be aware of something new, but with the courage to allow yourself to be empty, to enter into the void. And I don't know about you, but for me, that still can be a challenge at times. I like to know. We decided that we would have a physical focus for us as well, because it's not just a matter of working on these things within ourselves, but it's also a physical demonstration that we're wanting to work on. And so we were all invited to, over the course of these six weeks, begin to see what can I clear out of my life? What kind of clutter can I let go of? And so we had the um, brown boxes, which are still out in the hallway if you need one, that you were invited to take a brown box with you and to fill it up with that which you were ready to let go of. Anything that you have that can be donated to the Lutheran men's ministry, um, any warm clothes for men, gloves, hats, scarves, blankets, those sort of things, you're invited to put into those empty brown boxes and to bring them up here on the stage. I want to see by mid-February, you know, this mountain of stuff that we've let go of. If you have other things that can't be donated to the Lutheran Men's Ministry, of course, you're invited to take that yourself to the Salvation Army or Goodwill or wherever you would like to take it. And if that's not possible for you, I wanted to make sure that you all remembered that you could go on to givingbox.com and you can print out a mailing label there and put that on your box. It will cost you nothing, and the mailman will come and pick it up, and it will go to a local Salvation Army or Goodwill. So there's lots of things that you can do to begin to clear the clutter and to let go and release and empty. So thank you for those of you who have already brought things, and I look forward to seeing the mountain continue to grow. So this week we're moving on to the courage to be aware. Aware. So as you're sitting right here, right now, in this hall with this community, what are you aware of in this moment? What is in your awareness? Love is in your awareness. Peace is in your awareness. Health is in your awareness. Community, sense of community. Yeah, Peggy. The people that are around you. Relaxation. Concern for a family member and their health. I love it when somebody just speaks out, you know, because it's like, yeah, peace and joy and love. Yeah, and then... Oh, yeah, that's right. I've also got a family member that I'm concerned about, and that's in my awareness. So thank you, Craig, for that. Because in each and every moment, we have a variety of things that we are experiencing and going through in life. And a lot of times, those experiences aren't necessarily fun to go through. You know, so um, awareness. Am I willing to be aware no matter what I'm going through? So when the worship team and I got together and we decided on this series, The Courage to Imagine, and today's Courage to Be Aware, I remembered that I had this book at home called Awareness that was written by Anthony DeMello. And Anthony DeMello is a Jesuit priest who died very 
unexpectedly back in 1987. And I remembered, oh, I've got that book on awareness. I'm going to pull that out and see what insight I could get, right? So as I pulled the book out, <clears throat> I had to laugh at myself. Because inside of the book, you know, there was one of these little bank envelopes. And I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. It's one of those times that you think, oh, I hope it's filled with something good, right? And sure enough, there was $25 in there, right? And I saw written on the envelope very clearly, my name, Mom, right? And I recognized that is my daughter Katie's writing. And so I showed it to Katie. I said, Katie, I pulled out this book from the shelf. I haven't looked at this book for years. And look, there was an envelope with $25 in there. And she laughed and she said, Mom, I haven't had a Huntington bank account since I was in college. Now, that was at least eight years ago, at least eight years ago, that I unconsciously took an envelope with $25 and stuck it in a book on awareness. (laughs) Now, if you can't see the irony of that, I mean... I've since spent the $25. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) But it reminded me when I found that of how unaware I go through life, the blessings that are always, always around me, hidden in plain sight, that I've just totally forgotten about because I am not aware in that moment. So I wanted to share with you how Anthony DeMello begins this book that speaks to me about awareness. He says, spirituality means waking up. Most people, even though they don't know it, are asleep. They're born asleep. They live asleep. They marry in their sleep. They breed children in their sleep. They die in their sleep without ever waking up. They never understand the loveliness and the beauty of this thing that we call human existence. You know, all mystics, Catholics, Christians, non-Christian, no matter what their theology, no matter what their religion, are unanimous on this one thing, that all is well. All is well. Though everything is a mess, all is well. Strange paradox, to be sure, but tragically, most people never get to see that all is well because they are asleep. They are having experience of living in this body, in this human form. Wake up. Know in every single moment that all is well. No matter what is occurring, all is well. We're invited with this idea of the courage to be aware, yes, into the awareness of what is here physically, right? That's typically where we go with awareness. What do you feel? What do you see? Be aware of your shoulder maybe touching the person next to you. You hear that one behind you maybe coughing, right? And, and it's to be aware of all of those things because that awareness grounds us right here in this moment, which is really the only moment we can ever experience the power and presence of God. You can't experience that in the future or in the past, only here, now. So an awareness of our physicality, of our physical senses, helps to place us here now. But the awareness that Anthony DeMello is talking about, that spiritual mystics are talking about, is beyond just an awareness of this physicality that we're a part of. 
It's about remembering that all is well. No matter what is occurring, all is well. In uh, spiritual economics, Eric Butterworth tells us, regardless of the appearance of conflicts or limitations, see all things from the awareness of the allness of life and the ever-presence of substance. From the view from the top, you will see things creatively, leading to an attitude that is constructive and optimistic. And so what I have found in my own life is that Really, every single moment of every single day provides me with an opportunity to become aware of whether or not I am remembering that I am one with God, I am of divine idea in divine mind, and allow that divine expression to unfold through me. Every moment of every day allows me that opportunity. But like so many of us, I forget, and I fall asleep again. And I find that what we have in life are these brief opportunities that come up, that arise, moments that are often challenging, right, that briefly wake us up. So that that challenge might be the breakup of a relationship, and all of a sudden we're shaken awake again. It might be that we're at the doctor's office and we get a diagnosis, and in that moment we're shaken awake again. It might be that we lose our job and we're shaken awake And in those moments, we have the opportunity to again remember, all is well. It looks like a mess, but all is well. Where's my awareness? And I also find that collectively, as a whole people, we get these opportunities, these group opportunities to wake up. Right? Anybody remember 9-11? Right? That was a wake-up, shake-up. And for a brief moment, we woke up. Right? People began to, to connect with one another and unite. The whole world united with one another. People began to go to spiritual communities again and, and begin to wake up, and then the sleepover takes us again. Right? So we have these collective opportunities. So last Saturday, a week ago, at 8.08 in the morning, there was this collective opportunity for people to wake up. So imagine that you're sitting there, Saturday morning, drinking your cup of coffee, enjoying the day, waking up, and all of a sudden, your cell phone has that, you know, emergency alert beep, you know, and you look down, and that's what you see, ballistic missile threat heading to Hawaii, and you're in Hawaii, right? Seek immediate shelter, and this is not a drill. What would go through your mind? Panic. God help us. What was it? Well, damn. <laughs> That's honest. Anybody else? Where can we run and hide? Right. Where can I go? How do I protect my loved ones? And this is it. Let's finish the coffee. Quick. Sandy. What am I going to do with these last two minutes? Yeah, yeah. Time to go out and look at the ocean. So in the Tao Te Ching, we're told, can you keep the unquiet physical soul from straying? 
hold fast to the unity and never quit it. In that moment, can you keep the unquiet physical soul from slowing? It goes on to say, can you, when concentrating your breath, make it soft like that of a little child? And what do we do when we get into panic and terror and fear and worry? Our breath gets very shallow, very constricted. Can we, in that moment, remember to make it soft like a child's breath? Can you wipe and cleanse your vision of the mystery till all is without a blur? Can you do that? Can you see that in any given moment we have this gift, no matter what is occurring, no matter how messy it looks, no matter what terror and panic what's to arrive within us, can I remain in this place of knowing and awareness? Because I fear, and God, what's there to be afraid of? Right? So many of you know that I wasn't here last week. Guess where I was? I was in Hawaii. I did get this on my phone at 8.08 in the morning. Now, the first thought that went through my mind was, oh, shoot, and I didn't say shoot. What do you think this means? What do you think this means? And I will tell you that I've, I've since identified the thought, and, and I had to think about it. What was the underlying thought? Under it all was this thought of, it is not what it appears to be. But there was also not liking the mystery of it. Anybody not like the mystery, not like the unknown, right? So if I was going to get hit by a ballistic missile, I wanted to know what, what did it mean and when was it coming, right? And I figure we live in the information age where you can find out anything online. So I got out my tablet and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and there's nothing, not one thing being spoken about on the internet. And so I did have to come to the place within myself, and I did, of embracing and um, having the courage to be empty, meaning having the courage to embrace the mystery. My life could end. Or not. What was I going to do with that? And I clearly remember I was sitting out there, and I spoke aloud the words of, well, this could be it, girls. We've left everything in order, so I hope you find it. Right? And there was this this sense of peace, this sense of peace that if this is it, all is well, all is well. It was one of those moments, like we have moments throughout our life where we get to see, take a look at clearly in that mirror of life, how am I doing? How am I doing living this truth? How am I doing when the hits the fan? Am I remembering to stay centered in the truth? Am I remembering that I am one with God? Am I in awareness that as the mystics tell us, all is well, all is well. Now the thing is that I was in this place of peace in that moment, but you know what? Even if I had not been in a place of peace at that moment, it still had something to teach me. If I was in that place of panic and I was in that place of terror, then becoming aware that that's how I was responding to the situation simply would allow me to see that. And what awareness gives us is an opportunity to make a conscious choice. If what I find is that I am reacting from a place of fear, of separation, of worry, of doubt, of concern, of terror, 
then I get to re-examine whether or not that's really the way that I want to be in this moment. The, the whole series is on courage. And the root of the word from courage is the Latin word core. And that word in the Latin means heart. And so to have courage in any moment is to come into every moment with an open heart, wholeheartedly. When we are caught up in fear and worry and doubt and concern, I don't know about you, but what I begin to do is build up my defenses, protect myself. And in the process of doing that, I don't allow this full flow of the divine power and presence to express in through and as me. So we're invited with courage to come into every moment with an open heart. And it doesn't take a lot of trying. There's a, uh, another quote on the back of your bulletin from The Beautiful Way of Life by Charles Lally, and it says, Awareness is increased when we allow it to happen more so than when we struggle to discover it. So that reminded me, that quote reminded me of a little Zen story that I read where there was a teacher and a student came to the teacher. And the student says to the teacher, I really want to know what enlightenment is. And I'm going to try really hard. So I want you to tell me how long do you think it will take for me to become enlightened? And the teacher says, ten years. And the student's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to try really hard. I am going to try so hard. How long is it going to take for enlightenment? And the teacher says, 20 years. And he goes, no, no, no. And the teacher stops him and says, 30 years. It's not a matter of trying harder. All of us here in this community coming together every week, doing our spiritual practices, we're doing it. We just need to allow it now. So what can I become aware of in this moment that I am allowing to happen? And what I'm really clear about in my own life, I think that we can learn and we can grow and we can stretch and we can be aware when things are good. There's no doubt in my mind about that, but... That's when we tend to go to sleep. You know, when everything's going well, that's when we forget. It's when we are met with these individual moments within our lives where we're challenged, where it looks messy, where it's difficult, that we are really encouraged to remember this truth and to wake up. It's those wake-up, shake-up moments. So I was reading uh, in the Gospel of Matthew this week, the parable that Jesus teaches about the seed, right, planted. And I saw it with a whole new awareness when I read this parable this time. And so you'll recall in the parable that Jesus tells us about the sower, and he sows some of the seeds along the path. And along the path, the seeds don't even take root, right? And Jesus compared that to those of us that the truth never even takes root in our mind. And then there's the seeds that fall on the rocky ground. And on the rocky ground, they begin to take root, but quickly when a challenge arises, we forget the truth and we fall back into error again. And then he said some of the seeds will fall on the thorny soil. And in that thorny soil, as soon as a challenge happens, our mind begins to fill with worries and fears and doubts, and that crowds out the truth. And then he said, and some of the seed falls on the good soil. 
And when it falls on that good soil, it produces the fruit, right? But what I really got this time was that the challenges impact you no matter where you're at, whether it's the rocky soil, the thorny soil, the side of the path, or the good soil. The challenges come up. Because I think what we tend to do is to attach ourselves to the idea that I just want everything to be good. I just want my life to be smooth and easy. I'm doing everything you've asked me, God, so, you know, my reward ought to be that it all is great. And this parable reminds me that that's just not the case. Yes, there are good times. Yes. It rains on the just and the unjust, and the sun shines on the just and the unjust. We get both. And we get an opportunity in each of those to wake up and to know the truth. Wake up. Wake up. All is well. Invite it all in. I want to share one more quote with you. This one comes from Rumi. And speaks to me of this idea of being aware through whatever is occurring, right? Instead of pushing it away, allow that in your awareness to be what opens you up more fully and more completely. Rumi says this, this being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for a new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, for each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Every moment of every day, no matter what visitor comes to see you in that moment, is an opportunity for you and I to be aware of the truth. Here in this temporal realm, we get to experience the ups and downs, the highs and the lows, the good, the bad. But within this temporal realm, we are living and breathing and moving and having our being in the divine absolute realm where all is well. All is well. Catch that. Be aware of that. This is the courage to to, um, be aware at a much deeper level than just aware of what's happening around us. Be aware that I am divine. Always. Whatever is here is a gift that opens me up to see. So that's what we're going to practice this week. Everybody ready for that? All right. So our spiritual practice is that throughout the week we're going to do one thing at a time. Oh my gosh, we live in a world, right, which is encouraging us to multitask. The more we get done, the better we are, right? And actually, science has proven that multitasking is really not good for us. It creates a lot of stress and anxiety within us. So this week, let's try to do just one thing at a time. I mean, sitting here in this sanctuary and not worrying about what's happening after this. 
is to be here, fully present in our world. It means to engage in conversation with one another, really listening to each other, not thinking about what I'm going to say in return. Right? It means cooking dinner with an awareness that, what a joy, I get to cook dinner. Right? Everything to be fully aware in that moment, to bring myself with awareness into that moment. And then, as you do so, here's the important part, to take it even deeper, to make it even richer, to have that real courage to be aware. As you're doing so, to focus on your breath and remember in that that you are divine. That in this moment, I have an opportunity to bring that full divine awareness into expression. Will you do that with me this week? we're allowing ourselves to imagine a world that looks for all of us. And we only can do it one life at a time, one of us.